I know the teaching profession encourages us as professionals to have no boundaries and run over those we do have, especially after the bulk of COVID, not saying it's over, it's not, but here's why it's important to have and maintain healthy boundaries. Firstly, what the heck is a boundary? Think of some of the things you are generally willing to do, no matter what. Now, think of things you are only willing to do under certain circumstances. Finally, think of certain things you are never willing to do, no matter what. For me, an example of all three would be, attending a party, dancing, and skydiving. I love parties, dance sometimes, with the right music and people, and will never skydive. Not ever. Not for a trillion dollars. What's the difference? The circumstances. My comfort. My budget, how much time, I have, who I'm around, etc. So many factors determine my boundaries and yours. Now, apply this concept to teaching. We all go beyond what's written in our contract in one way or another, and a lot of our mental energy is devoted to keeping the addition of yet more tasks to our plate at bay. We even move schools, districts, subjects, grades, etc. because of it. If you've ever played video games, maybe your character has had a number of lives, or percentage, or XP. A big part of teaching is making sure we have enough lives yet for our life, which, to be clear, is outside of work. Read that one more time. Your life is outside of work. But how will I get everything done? I hear you. Believe me, I hear you. Here are some tips for managing workload while maintaining boundaries. Take this with a grain of salt. Some of this may be useful. Not all of it has to be. These are just my personal thoughts, so thank you for taking the time to read them. Be as proactive as possible. If you can, plan lessons ahead of schedule. Schedule emails. Mathematically calculate the difference any stipend would make. Would it truly change your life at home? Do you need it to help survive on a teacher's salary? No shame if it does. Just something to consider. Ask for agendas. It's a polite way to force the person holding a meeting to consider the purpose of the meeting. Is it really necessary, or could it be an email? Got a coworker who looks to you as a shoulder to cry on? Try the following phrases, I empathize, but I can't help you at this time. I may not be the person best trained to help you with this problem. I will keep you in my thoughts. Use proximity with adults, too. Set a boundary verbally, then walk away to make it abundantly clear you are not interested in continuing the conversation. With coworkers that ask you for lesson plans but refuse to share theirs, try, in order for this to be a mutually beneficial relationship, we should exchange lessons rather than just borrowing mine. With someone who keeps ghosting a meeting, try, in order to show me you respect me, I need you to respect my time by attending scheduled meetings. If you feel a conversation may quickly become hostile, invite a neutral mediator. Let the person you're meeting with know ahead of time so they don't feel blindsided. I've invited Underscore to join our conversation and hopes we can come to a compromise that works for everyone. Generally, invite trusted administration, or even a school counselor, to all meetings with parents. I personally, as a rule of thumb, never meet with parents alone. Get everything in writing. Always email members of a meeting a recap of what was said slash decided, that way if there are disputes you will have it in writing. Take your work email off your phone. Set a vacation reminder for when you're not at school. If it's actually an emergency. This is so rare it's not gonna happen. It can wait. Try your best not to take work home. If this really isn't possible, at least try to take less home. It's about progress, 
not perfection set aside a specific time of day each evening, during the weekend, etc. The point is that the work you do outside of contract hours should be concentrated and limited whenever possible. Try to get into a flow during this time with limited distractions, whenever possible. Streamline your life whenever possible. If it's feasible, have your groceries delivered. I'm not going to plug the particular meal delivery service I use because I don't do promotions for free, but at Reetma was really great and it is. Really great. I choose my meals for the entire month and then I do a small shop, also online for breakfast and snack items. Set your bills to auto pay, it's often cheaper. Invest in passive income. It's been a minute since I added anything to my TPT store, and I know some people hate the platform, but it's bringing in about $250 extra a month on average, fairly consistently. Just plain investing is something more teachers should do. You can start with any amount of money. Make your money work for you. Delegate at school, and at home. Have students grade their own papers. Organize household tasks into a daily half-hour chore time instead of struggling to get a messy house in order on the weekends and feeling overwhelmed. Here's what I personally do, feel free to use, modify or ignore. Mondays, clean the bathroom. Tuesdays clean the kitchen counters, oven, microwave, and inside of fridge-slash-freezer every other week. Wednesdays, meal service delivered, cook one to two meals. Thursdays vacuum and mop floors. Fridays general tidying up, take out trash slash recycling. Saturdays dusting, sanitizing surfaces. Sunday laundry, I'm usually a home so I set timers and keep it running. I also have a rotation of washing comforter, sheets, curtains, bath mat, etc. that I go through. Why should we have boundaries? Boundaries are a recognition of our own humanity. We cannot do it all. Here are some images to remember to set boundaries.